Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. And I guess we're back. Let me yeah. start. Let me start by apologizing. We have not had an episode in over a month, but uh, you know, life yeah, gets busy. <laughs> it's we, uh, it's a busy time of the year for for everyone. Yes, and, uh... and it's certainly not like we have left everybody hanging. I don't think we've have a ton of content up on the the site at theglorioblog.com right now. We killed ourselves finishing Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Yes, and uh, you know, that that podcast went out as well (laughs) with the four of us. So there's lots of content there at theglorioblog.com. We just have not had an opportunity to talk about uh, all you you fair-weather YouTube-only people. (laughs) Yes. It's time time to... Hit the blog. We write things, too. It's time to... It could be fun. Dig deeper shot. into the Glorio network. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we're back. Uh, it is now 2020. Uh, 2019 is over. The decade is over. The 2010s are over. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we probably had a lot of things we could have talked about. Uh, we're sort of at a crossroads here with anime, with shows coming in, shows coming out, and whatnot. But uh, we thought it would be good to start by just putting a bow on 2019 and um, talking about some of the best anime from the past year. And so to do that, let me, before before I forget, introduce everybody. I'm Jell, and I am joined today by Iroh. Still here in 2020. Still here for another another year, another Glorio year. Not dead uh, yet. Not dead yet. Uh, G. I'm not here for a year. I'm here for the next Glorio decade. Yes. Yeah, y'all under gotta understand. See see that's that's the value I bring to this to this group is I'm <laughs> I'm here for the long term. I'm here for the long haul. I, not 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 yeah. here for the next Glorio year, not for the next Glorio years. I look forward to uh, reconvening with you all again in uh, in in 2030 when we do oh, our, God. Uh, oh, our God. Our <laughs> oh man, oh. Uh, you know, three episodes every two weeks for the hey. next uh, 520 exactly. weeks. Exactly. Hey, if exactly. Jeff Gersman can do it, we can. <laughs> <laughs> even uh, though we're not doing this for a living, even though this is not our day jobs, I look forward to. Granted, podcasting for the next decade. Yes. Granted, given the first week of 2020, I'm, let's just take things one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If there's still podcasting, uh. if the internet still exists in yeah. 2030, then so be it. Uh, and we also have Marlon. Hey, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So, like I said, we wanted to focus a bit on the best anime of 2019. And we're going to take a look at our top 10 list, which we did put out, and you can even go to theglorioblog.com, pull that up and follow along with us if you like. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I said in my personal post, I felt like 2019 was kind of a down year. I did not watch as much as I usually watch, but it's pretty top heavy. There was a lot of really good shows at the top when we look at this list, I think. Yeah. I am. Uh, so, you know, it's never a total, you know, like there are shows at the top of this list that would have, you know, won my anime of the year in other years. 
um, even if you know quantity wise there were not a ton of great yeah, shows. Yeah, I, I think felt like. Yeah. I do think I agree with you, Jill. I think that is a good sentiment. Is I will agree with the general sentiment that look, twenty nineteen is maybe not uh, was not a super strong year for for anime, but I do think that like you know the handful of shows at the very top, the cream of the crop, so to speak, I think are just as good as any other years. Right. Yep. So uh, you know, let's let's dive into it. Uh, yeah, so I've got our ten, top ten post open here, and the the first show on here is "Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two Multi Target Attacks." <laughs> yes. Indeed, let's uh, talk about the merits of this show. <laughs> yes, that was. I mean, that was clearly my favorite show. I was going to say moms. clearly an editorial uh, pick. It's got two multi target attacks. You know, uh, sharing that illustrious position with luminaries such as Kirito and. He dual wield, so he also has two multi target attacks. Uh, that's true. Yes, that's true. What's her name? I can't. I. I. Sorry, I dropped this bit because I can't remember the name of the sister from Oremo. Oh, Kirino. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we is it from, really? Is it really just Kirino one? To Kirino, yes. <laughs> is it really just one letter removed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys, you yep. guys remember that classic uh, tweet we have I do. of me. Me talking about how my phone autocorrects Kirito to Kirino, and I want to kill myself. <laughs> um, yeah, we had that. We had uh, what was the one know. with the ch- what was the one with the chastity belt? Oh, oh Christ! Oh, uh, I forgot that was oh. one of them. Yeah, Jesus! Yeah, I, I regret this that. bit now. Um, there, there was that. Uh, there was a uh, Millennium Princess cross. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I think. <laughs> I think where we're going with here is that, look, you know, sexy anime moms certainly have, there are some issues there, but I don't think she's nearly as problematic as other other entries in the past that we have used for our header. No, the, the the worst show this year was Shield Hero, but I didn't even want to joke about that. And that, you guys got to admit that's a good screen cap, right? Sure, on, th- th- that's a good screen cap. Yeah, that that's of, that's the primary importance is getting a good good screen cap. That, you know, it really captures you know. usually how much we're making fun of the show, or every once in a while it'll just be a good image from the show because it's really well animated. Like that that one that Speaking we have. Speaking of uh, really well animated shows. <laughs> Yeah, so let's uh thank you, Iro. Let's 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 Segway Master. Let's uh leave, yeah. leave Mom aside for the moment here and Talk move on about to the our, actual uh, list. Our real number ten of twenty nineteen. Yeah. So as often happens at the bottom of our list, we had had a, a bit of a tie. Um and the, the math uh, demands it. The math I think, demands I, I, it. I think I think we have had more years with ties than not. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever not had a tie at the end, to be honest, just the way our scoring (laughs) system works. But, um, so tied at number 10, we had two shows, the first being Demon Slayer, which might come as a bit of a surprise to listeners of the podcast, given uh, (laughs) some of the words uh, Iroh and G have had for Demon Slayer, but this is a true democratic process here at the glory of yeah i mean like percent no lies some of the like crazy shonen attacks in that show if you just take this like 30 second clip are some of the raddest shit in 2019 yeah i mean that's the thing since you know we we want this list to be celebratory rather than derogatory Yes, how how the tone how the tone of our voices actually sound <laughs> when talking about Demon Slayer, but uh, it's you know 
I would say, you know, within the context of, of shonen and specifically adaptations of weekly shonen jump anime, I mean, let's be real, the real winner here is The Promised Neverland, but Look, we're Demon getting Slayer, there, we're getting there. <laughs> Demon Slayer is 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 the it is the premiere of what you expect of shonen, especially from the weekly shonen jump publication. It is it is that and executed to the highest level technically executed to the highest level possible it's a really great looking show very well made ufo table really went like to the mat for this i mean you know we've been talking about this the last few years about how lucky we were that my hero academia was blessed to be adapted by bones right like the the reputation of these shonen jump properties is the 700 episode shoestring budget right you know toei the, or studio piero yeah your 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 one pieces and your narutos and such mm-hmm. and you know and also you know often bloated with with filler and all sorts of just like unnecessary material and don't worry demon slayer had plenty of unnecessary <laughs> blood on its own yeah. it didn't need non-canon filler uh, but I, yeah i liked the beginning at first <laughs> like like when because it seemed like a kind of novel concept you know it actually has the hero like training for two years i mean they don't show it on screen all of it obviously but like the idea it, it that, had it, they had their time skip at the very beginning right <laughs> but but like the idea that you would actually have to have the time skip in the beginning that a dude couldn't just learn how to swing a sword you know day one as you would find yeah, in most no, shows I, I, I totally get what you mean and and i do if i can tell a personal story i appreciate uh that this show got I have this one friend that every time I <laughs> recommend him something, he loves it. But every time I come back to him, he's also watching like some new isekai show. That oh, it's just some ass nine garbage. He can't. Yeah. No, no, he's the he's the he. Believe me, I have that friend. In my no, yes, too. I've, I've met G's friend. I think he should have better taste. But every time I come back, no, he's like Rise of the Shield Hero, and this yeah, is the, the show that that took down Rise of the Shield Hero out of his mind. And I'm like. I can thank you at least for that, Demon Slayer. The, 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 the casual anime fan who cannot help himself unless you are there to, like, steer him in the right direction. I, I just like to think of myself as a tastemaker, not like a like a shepherd. Look, like, literally all of us are the tastemakers for our wider circle friends who are not fucking eyes in deep this, in the anime yes. trash. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Look, I have, right. I have a friend who... You know, watched both Out Noah Zero and Rise of Shield Hero uh, <laughs> under his own willpower, and it, it you know, like it uh, takes some real work to direct that person in the right direction. And anyways, the point is, Demon Slayer is not even that bad of a show compared to the things we just said. Like, yeah, if anything, like our our you know our consternation about Demon Slayer probably mostly comes from, if I'm being entirely frank, a position of hipster contrarianism. Oh yeah, it's, probably. It's it's our consternation that something this bland was so well made, like it was so so lovingly built and 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 and, and perfectly constructed. And, you know, like, whatever. So, so it wasn't to our taste, like, to, well, to, to, to the people in this in this recording anyways, but yeah. we cannot take away from its very yeah. genuine uh, I'm, still re- I'm still reading the manga out of my own free will, so. You read that manga in, at the exclusion of other better manga I have tried to get you to read. I'm reading so. Beastars now. <laughs> oh, okay. now you do. I don't know. I've okay, seen pages okay. of Beastars. 
I think that thing deserves to be only animated. Um. <laughs> All right, let me let me just uh, rein this in a little bit, and I, I do want to just paraphrase. You can re- everybody can read on the post what Chris said about it, but I'll just paraphrase that he's basically saying this is kind of a a throwback to the you know the big shonen shows that we remember from you know ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and um, you know sure. that they're that. You know, they're like you guys have said, are doing that to the highest level, and you know, I guess, like, yeah, I guess when your competition, your direct competition is, uh, you know, like Black Clover or Doctor Stone or something like that. <laughs> that's you know, I mean, like doing Dance of the Fire God to kill that spider demon was at least as cool as Kaioken times four. To shoot yeah, into I the mean, atmosphere. that stuff is right up there with the best of any shonen, right? Dragon Ball or My Hero Academia or what have you, like. Well, I, I, I do I do want to say, and this is coming from somebody who has never watched Demon Slayer, so we can take this with a grain of salt, but I guess it's just a matter of, you know, how valuable is it that we are holding on to the past there when we have things like My Hero Academia or it's kind of The Promised Neverland, yeah. where I feel like I feel like those, those because those are also in Weekly Shonen Jump, and I feel like it's not that they're necessarily not, do, especially My Hero Academia, not, it's not that they're not necessarily doing some of those things in the past, but I feel like those shows have more learned lessons from the past mm. and, like, are a little more... Promise Neverland know. also feels like one of those, like, Death Note 1 in 100 <laughs> Shonen Jump manga that, like, don't really fit the type. Right. There's always one of that kind in Weekly Shonen Jump, you know? It's the yeah. token, the token not battle shonen. <laughs> Right. right, but uh, it is kind of so. interesting to see like Crunchyroll's charts of most watched anime of the decade per region, and no matter where on the planet, it's almost all like shonen battle. Yeah, manga. Yes. I mean, I think we often forget, like, just you know, that yeah. that is like the mainstream of anime. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Shonen, shonen is the Call of Duty of of anime. It is, <laughs> yes, and I've heard like, the recent is, Call of Duty is good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. It is largely well constructed. It's not very Remember Gohan, no Russian. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not very uh you know you know it's not very like revolutionary, but you know it you is, know what you're getting. You you know what you're yeah. getting, and for many people, that is what anime is. And right. You know, look, I'm going to be honest, like, this is not meant to be a podcast about recently airing anime, but Iro and I have been watching the latest season of My Hero Academia, and let me tell you, like, competition is not that stiff this year for Battle Shonen. <laughs> like, turns out that the old champion uh, maybe rested on their laurels a little too much this year, mm. and uh, if there are new pretenders to the throne that think they have what it takes, like, you know, I, I, I am, if nothing else, you know at least open to seeing what other what other shows, what other contenders yeah. bring to the and table. Hey, that, this is beyond the scope of this podcast, but that Darwin's Game thing just aired. I've heard people like that. I haven't seen it yet, but... It sounds awful. Oh. <laughs> I don't know yeah, anything. Ar- Artemis panned it, but I mean, okay. I wouldn't see her as yeah, much of a shown in Artemis person heard about anyway. it on her blog well, before uh, we had a chance to get but to But a it. show Artemis likes is our other number 10. Yes, that's yes. true. Iroh, you're on fire today with these <laughs> transitions. The Segway master. <laughs> uh, yes. So t- the other show t- we have tied for number ten is uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, perhaps. Run with the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a show that kind of came out of nowhere uh, about this group of uh, this dorm full of uh, college dudes who <laughs> kind of get 
tricked into joining a uh, running team. It's rather funny, actually. Um, I've only watched a few episodes of this myself, personally, yeah, unfortunately. Um, I did like what I watched. I just I, I had other things I was watching that season and just ran out of time to follow up on, on it, unfortunately. But I, I like I liked what I watched, and everybody that's watched it has spoke very highly of it. I think the key word here, and again, this is another one. It'd probably be best to just read what Artemis wrote about it on the on the the post. But to paraphrase, I think the key word is it's kind of down to earth type of sports series. Um, there's a lot of uh, just dudes hanging out and giving each other a hard time and whatnot. Uh-huh. And um, e- e- even when the show does get serious, it's not like over-the-top melodrama type of serious stuff. It's, you know, a much more sort of realistic right. type of take to like it. This and when we when I watched the first few episodes of Stars Align, I got some of the same vibes as this show gave me. Um, yes. Uh, it's, it's a good comparison, except with this show, uh, from what I understand... Everyone's a little older and slightly less uh, and, and it stays dramatic. more... <laughs> it's, it stays it stays more consistent and yes and now it, that you've brought up that show now i i just have to bring up the fact that that one did not make our list and run with the wind did i'm beginning to wonder if maybe my time would have been better spent watching uh, yeah. run with the yeah, wind um, if i had to choose it's between making me want to go to it because I, I, I feel i feel a little bad for stars align because of the news that came out that the show basically got screwed over by production like not telling them that they were going to have only 12 episodes. So I haven't, I actually didn't finish watching it from what I understand. They don't bother even like ending it. Cause they, Oh couldn't. really? They couldn't. Yeah. yeah. They, so like this, it's actually ends at the midpoint of the story because they just ran out of episodes. Right, it's like they, didn't, they, they planned yeah. 24, could only make 12. And so they just made the first 12. So, you know, that probably, well, not probably I, that explains why the show kind of felt all over the place. Uh, especially as it started getting into the the second half of the season, right. so it I feel it... bad, but you know the reality is reality. Yeah, yeah. So we have to judge the show by what came out, and um, exactly, it seems like. But yeah, I agree, Iro. This this has this similar vibe to it. The plot and everything is not anywhere near the same as Stars Align, but like the the mood of it is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you you were enjoying stars align then this is probably another good one to check out um probably not too much to say because again none of us actually watched this show so we can <laughs> <Right>. probably <laughs> other than other than yeah. the first like two sorry, or three episodes, sorry everybody but it, I, from what i can tell from what I, I really enjoyed what i did watch and everybody has spoke highly of it so please check that out and yeah. now speaking of our old top tens we have the sequel Coming up next, right? <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of our old quote, sequel. Is this a sequel? Are we spinoffs? Gonna... Sequel? No, yeah. no. Who knows? I, I, let me. Iro's gonna. Iro's gonna like hold back on Look. this because he will never like. Just like another show on our list that talks about how sometimes you need to uh, embrace and indulge the beast that lives inside <laughs> of you. I, I am here to be that rele- that 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 limiter release for Iro. Uh-huh. I am going to make the audacious claim that yes. The next thing on our list is the canon sequel to one of our number one anime of the year in Glorio history. Okay, so uh, we're right. talking about at number eight, the, a... case, 
the case files of Lord El Malloy the uh, Second. Rail Zeppelin, yeah. Grace Note. Mm-hmm. Rail Zeppelin, Grace Note. <laughs> did I know? You, I know you did not write Rail Zeppelin, Grace Note. <laughs> Look, man, I didn't post. want to. I, I didn't want a two line header <laughs> in the post. Fair. <laughs> so I, I kept it. I kept it. Uh, Still should have done it though, but fair. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you know what Iroh Iroh uh-huh. and G I'm just gonna cut you loose on this um, one look I'm writing a post as we as I stopped writing a post to Warrenless Podcast about <laughs> the Fate the Fate franchise's rise over the past decade and how the, it has destroyed all of the aspects that I've once enjoyed uh, in favor of more gotcha ah uh, welcome to Gundam fandom but um <laughs> This spinoff has the elements that I once enjoyed from the Fate franchise. Uh, instead like. of focusing like on all of the, instead of just taking the uh, like Holy Grail War stuff and doubling down on that as hard as possible, um, it treats the Holy Grail War as the minor happenstance it was in the wider scheme of the universe, and. That's a lot more interesting to me than Iro, focusing. Iro, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna cut you loose here again. I am your I am your I am your limiter release. I'm telling you, you're being too even keeled here. Just embrace it. This just, was a fun show. Like it, it, make like from, make from the hyperbolic claim. All right, make make what this is, is the best, best fight anime of 2019. Yes. Oh, you could oh, say more than that. Oh, not just 2019. What? Look, not... look, 2018 had today's meeting for the MMA family. Uh, oh, good point. Oh, good okay. Point. I was about to say no. I need you, Hero. I, I need you to make the claim that the case files of Lord Elmoli the Second is actually the best type moon work made in this decade. <laughs> Whoa! What? Well, we still we still had Fate Zero. Yeah. So. Oh wait, did Fate Zero technically slide in, in this yeah, decade? Yeah. No, we, was... we put it our number one. We haven't we haven't lasted <laughs> long yeah. in a decade. <laughs> yes. Fate, so Fate Zero did exist this decade. Yeah. Uh, right. Iroh, would you put it over the cooking show, though? <sighs> it's got you, the forest of Ash. If you if you if you had a if you you got a gun and one bullet and you have to put one down. Don't oh, make me do, uh, don't make me do this. <laughs> Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's choice. Waiver velvet or any of these. I choose. <laughs> you 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 know the truth, Iroh. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know you love this kind of bullshit. I remember when we first made this blog. Put the gun in my mouth. (laughs) I remember when we first made this blog. You would talk about all the stuff. You'd show me the wikis. I know. Just like, (laughs) look, I'll. The case falls Lord MLA second, Rails Eplin, Grace Note stars the uh, a side character from Fate Zero as the new protagonist, uh, being a magic detective, and he has to go to uh, the eponymous Rail Zeppelin, which is a magical train invisible to normal people. Uh, upon which there is an auction where uh, they are buying and selling mystic eyes ripped out of people's skulls with magic powers. Uh, and also the train turns into a big laser cannon and shoots a vampire forest and <laughs> I mean, crazy yes. shit goes down. I mean, if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what will, but <laughs> in, honestly. In, in all seriousness, like as as silly as maybe some of this all sounds, I think that... Like, at its core, what makes El Meloy II so fun to watch is that, in many ways, it is the it is the Type Moon wiki distilled into an anime. <laughs> it's, 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 it's ridiculous and granular, but granular in the way that has always made Fate weirdly compelling as the premier anime urban fantasy uh, property. 
It's right. Just, it's like, very it, earnest in a way that things like the fake Grand Order anime definitely don't. Right. Instead of like, here's that character, remember, we made up an excuse to have their visual design here, but wearing a bikini, it's like, hey, remember that thing we mentioned once in that art book that one time? <laughs> it's here now! Remember that like one offhand joke Nazu made like um, <laughs> 10 years ago that everybody just laughed at? Well, now it's canon. <laughs> Yep. And and that's and it's to about say, to kill your hero. Yes, <laughs> and that's the thing. Is, it, this is not to say El Moli the Second does not engage in fan service, right? There is, sure, you know, yeah. Luvia Edelfelt is a character that shows up somewhat prominently. I, uh, I mean, this show is the ultimate fan service, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but like... that's what I mean. Is like, but it is fan service that feels like it is earned. You know, I talk about this in my own end of year post, where you know, I think one of my favorite moments of this year was. You know, spoilers, but uh, the end of this anime where Waver kind of meets with uh, with Fate Zero Rider one more time. And that's a moment that to me feels earned because it doesn't feel like the kind of cynical cash-grabby thing that, for example, the Fate Go anime does of just, who is the hot marketable servant right now? Well, let's just shoehorn them into this anime somehow, whereas... I don't know. I don't follow Fate Go very closely, but I would bet money that Fate Zero Rider is not particularly popular. So, <laughs> no, yeah. he's not very powerful. <laughs> right. That's that's really depressing to hear. Yeah. But uh, so that is what it is, right? Like, this is the kind of show that would feature that character because he is intrinsic to the story and our protagonist's growth as a character. He is not just there to like shill the next Fate Go expansion or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Look, yep. I'm already in too deep, and this one made me go like, "Yeah, man, remember this was cool, and not <laughs> a slot machine." <laughs> yep. So we've we've got this, and uh, I guess next up we'll have the cooking anime on Switch <laughs> game coming. Up. <laughs> <laughs> if they put Christ. if they bring that in out, no, mm, 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 mm. you'll buy it. Don't act like you won't. But it's not going to come out in English. Nah. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> Oh, fate, fate is uh, fate in twenty twenty is much different than uh, fate. True, uh, twenty ten. Right, this ain't this ain't yeah. the fate and, uh, and Stella Lynx days. Stay tuned or for my uh, post about how fate has risen from twenty ten. Yes, which will probably be out by the time this podcast. Uh, don't is out. make any promises. But I'm not going to make any promises. Uh, so, all right, let's move along then uh, to number seven, which is a show I feel like when I was going through the list. I feel like this should have been higher, but then I looked at the shows above it, uh, except maybe the next one. Hey, um, fuck off! <laughs> I'm a jail I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I don't know what I would put put. I don't know what I would put it above at, in the, like, the top five. But but the uh, we, I'm talking about Mob Psycho 100 season two, which I thought was excellent. Oh uh, yeah, yes. A, yeah, I think I think this was a perfect follow-up to season one um and if we're talking about like i know i know mob psycho 100 is not shown in jump but it's you know a shonen type story it is and, yes and you know i like that this is like a show that has progress and the characters grow and develop and relationships change totally, you know totally mob psycho uh 100 season two gave us a lot of things that we were waiting for like you know basically mob uh <laughs> mob standing up for himself so yeah, to speak yeah, uh yeah. you know that we saw changes with his relationship to you know they finally spoilers drop the charade with reagan and you know like there there's things happening and the things that are happening i very much 
appreciated like the the message and the themes of the the show on you know the balance of mob you know you know obviously kindness is the most powerful thing that he's he's learned but sometimes you do have to stand up for yourself and fight and yeah like, finding those that balance it, it has really was really well handled in all of this and it also just looked really cool <laughs> yeah. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah there's that whole like letterboxd episode that is just Dude, that perhaps the most like, insane like, feat of animation all year. Four or five or somewhere around there, right? It's like I know which episode you're talking about. It's like you know when he's like in the dream world, and right. Like I think I said at the time, like most anime are lucky to have even ten seconds look this good, no less <laughs> a full twenty two minutes. It, Bones really outdid themselves with season two. Oh yeah, uh, I to kind of echo your thoughts, Gel. I think that Mob Psycho one hundred season two is. This is what sequels should be. This is... A sequel should escalate, but it should also address the plot points and the developments of Season 1. Like, the best mm-hmm. thing that Mob Psycho uh, uh, Season 2 does is that it is not just a reset to the status quo. Like, it takes what happened in Season 1 and kind of carries those forward in how those affect the characters and the plot. And and yeah, also, it's a really good-looking anime. Like, you can really tell, you know... Compared to, say, for example, uh, the other season two of a work by the same author, that uh, unlike One Punch Man season two, Mob Ooh. Psycho's season two, Bones did not rest on their laurels. They knew they had to bring it just as hard as season one, and they really did in a way that's just, that's just. So I mean, I think admirable. just like yeah, I, I noted on my my little uh, blurb for it. That you can say the story is just as good though too, because you can. I think you can probably say One Punch Man goes downhill after the spaceship, right? Yes, yes. I would say so. Yes, <laughs> and but like you know, the writing in this still was really strong. Like you know, I loved. I talked a lot about the themes of it, of especially the most interesting one that I wish they had a few more episodes on. It was like, you know, he comes and finds this family, and. Reagan wants him to destroy them because it's just a job. And he hadn't really thought to this point, you know, in in a world where he sees the living just as, as clearly as the dead, like why is, does one have more, uh, why should one live and the other die or be wiped out? Right. And and I thought that that was, I thought they treated it really well. I wish they took a little bit more time on it, but, uh, yeah, I loved how they treated that and how they made the final fight stuff a little bit more than just a really cool fight that you can see <laughs> he's kind of battling with his own desires and his own like his own realization of what power is. Totally. And, and I mean, I totally agree with you, Marlon. Like, we're obviously talking about how good the show looks, but let's be real. Like, a very good looking show is not going to be something that makes like our top 10 just on the merits of how good it looks alone, you know? Like, Mob Psycho, the real reason Mob Psycho is here is because the storytelling and the character growth is so fulfilling and well-earned. Yeah. Like, Mob, it, Mob the character is is really one of the most, like, well-developed characters in, 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 in anime as a whole, I think. Just, like, the way, you know, between these two seasons, just his growth is really... It's really gratifying. It's very satisfying to watch. It's it's really well done. Is this the rare season two that's better than season one? I 
you know that's... i was thinking about that i don't know if it's it's better it just feels like the the perfect next step for it though. yeah and it's like, been a while since I mean, the first one it'd be i'd have to rewatch it yeah, yeah like i mean my understanding is that the original mob psycho actually does end roughly around where the second season does like there are right my understanding is that there's, there's a few more like side chapters but like it kind of ends here and i think that they did a really good job so you know instead of asking like is it better or worse than season one i think the thing that we should be really talking about is like does it take it to the destination it needed to arrive at and i think it does and like looking back, we'll probably just see it as one big yeah series. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. you know, to, to address what you mentioned at the at the start, Jell, like, I mean, you're right. Is 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 number seven on the list maybe too low for Mob Psycho 100? I I think maybe I would broadly agree, of course. Like, but I think it's just the tough thing of like I don't know. Like, you started saying like this year wasn't that strong, but also there must have been enough strong things in this year if you know Mob. Well, that's what I was know, saying was top heavy yeah you know. like something that was originally a top five contender or was it even a top three cont- i don't even remember but i know it did very well the first time it aired but uh it was you know. pretty high i don't know if it was that high i'd have to look yeah. it up yeah sorry maybe i'm just go looking back with rose tinted glasses i but uh <laughs> you know there's a lot of surprisingly good amount of anime this year and you know it's i would say that it is no it is no fault on mob's part that uh, oh yeah I'm looking at this list, and also was just was 2019 a uh, good year for cool animated fight scenes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you mean, know? see when Ash threw that Kamehameha, like uh, when uh, he won the Pokemon League. Okay, fine. <laughs> Number six on our list is okay. So yes, returning to our the Glorio top ten is uh, Pokemon yes. Sun and I'm Moon, sorry which, we put it on the other year and cetera, which et this time which this time at, well I mean Ira you weren't the only one who voted for it okay I mean, there were other right. votes for it the uh, the series actually did finally end yes Sun and Moon year. is over we are so, now into Sword and Shield we're into Pocket yeah. Monsters 2019. So this is this is this is your last opportunity, Iro, to talk about uh, the Sun and Moon. <laughs> uh, Sun and Moon's the, the best series. Pokemon anime has ever been. Hmm. I'm gonna say, uh, just I'll believe you. Here we go. By having those hot takes. By out. like changing, by like mixing up everything, by taking place in one location, it lets the show have a much bigger core cast and have a lot more character focus when other when previously the focus was just on like what new pokemon can we put into this episode or whatever like for a show that has spun its wheels for 20 years um being like having that character focus just makes it a lot more fun to watch it becomes right. like a slice of life sitcom where everyone's hanging out with pokemon yeah, I mean, I, it is, you know, I think it is cool, like, you know, I've I've definitely, like, come out and, then like, you know, I, it said that I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the Sun and Moon anime, but also it's like, for better or worse, before Sun and Moon, I treated the Pokemon anime the same way I treat, like, the One Piece anime. <laughs> right. In a sense it that, just like, it's just this, like, this endlessly running thing that, like, maybe once every, like, 30 to 40 episodes has, like, a particularly distinctive or good episode that really stands out but is otherwise just kind of repetitive filler and so sun and moon even if it didn't all land with me the fact that it was trying to do something different as a whole i think is really cool yeah 
I still wonder the, if this show is trying to make a statement for having him win the Pokemon League with, like, <laughs> the least optimized team of all time. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> like, oh, no, don't, don't send G off. No, so <laughs> I'm just I saying. Think the thing you could say about that is maybe that's, just a, that maybe that's just speaking to the real theme of the Pokemon games is that they're all fucking piss easy. <laughs> and that, like, you could literally, like, even in the most recent generation, you could probably solo the entire Elite Four with, like, just a level 100 starter. Because, like... That's what I did when I was in elementary school. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because, surprise, surprise, these are children's games, and they yeah. develop them accordingly. And... I'm saying bring back the Battle Tower. Okay, I'm fine if the Elite, f- yeah, I'm fine I mean, if the Elite look, Four are, are easy. Because, look, you know, kids want to beat the game. I'm saying bring back the Battle Tower where people had some real, like, the AI had some real motherfucking, like, real raw teams that oh, could yeah, really ruin your day if you weren't prepared uh-huh. for it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that one in black and white, the train, like, the battle train or whatever. Like, man, there were some mean motherfuckers on that train. Like, they, like... I, I, I consider myself to be a pretty oh, damn good, good. Poke, pretty damn good Pokemon trader, but like, man, it's got s- some savage motherfuckers on that train. But yes, and, just uh, Sun and Moon is just a joy to watch. If you if you are a person who is into Pokemon, I've been into Pokemon basically my whole life. Uh, you know, um, I think it finally kind of delivers on the premise of just people. Spent people hanging out with their Pokemon all over the place. Real, real quick, Iroh is is the new anime basically the same style, or are they going back to the old Somewhat way? Or... Uh, it's kind of a halfway. A little, uh, both. I'm a little mixed on the new one in comparison to Sun and Moon, just because the cast is so much smaller. Uh, Mr. Mime is a regular member of the cast now, and that's just weird to me. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, what I don't, I don't. they also <laughs> what? Gave you don't him, like how Mr. Mime knows kung the fu? Detective Pikachu face in one of the scenes. I swear. Yeah, yeah, they did. It's it's yeah. you know really that creepy. that episode is about how Mr. Mime knows Tai Chi and uh, is like really strong. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I I am of the opinion that Mr. Mime as a Pokemon shouldn't even exist. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in broad agreement. <laughs> that's with this. just me. I never trust Mr. Mime. Okay, but, but, I, yeah, but I, guess, what, I guess we learned. What if Mr. Mime learned, knows kung fu? <laughs> we learned. We learned Ash's dad can beat you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's 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 move along. Well, there'll be plenty of more time to talk about Pokemon in the future. It's uh, true. <laughs> let's talk about at number five, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. I'm oh, surprised yeah. this show made it this far, this this high up on the list. Like, yeah, especially since like. Yeah, uh, Vinland- you know, I I tried to, I tried to protect the anonymity of our voters, uh, so I won't say specifics. I would just say almost. Well, I won't say almost everyone. A lot of people voted for this, but I don't know if anybody actually voted for it. Number one, it was one of those situations where you get enough people watch it and liked it enough. Uh, I believe it. It'll move it up on the list. Yeah. You know that said, it's a very okay. Here's how I would. <laughs> here's what I would say about it. It's. It's it's a it's a good school romantic comedy that is made great by one Chika Fujiwara. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Some might also say it's the number ten anime comedy of the decade. Uh, but probably only some, me. Some people might. Some people might say that. Um, I no, guess it's it, it's it's, it's, like it's up it. there. Um, I think it's it's hard for. 
a school comedy to stand out these days because there's billions of them uh-huh. that come out like every season. Uh, I think this show does do enough to kind of have its own unique um, spin to it. Um, you know, like I said, you know, one being, you know, Chika Fujiwara, who's one of the side characters, not one of the main characters. Well, she is kind of the one of the main characters. Yeah. Uh, they they use their... I, I think we learned, like, with shows like, like you know, Nozaki-kun, where the supporting cast is can be, like, make or break your entire Let's show. Let's be real. Right. Let's be real here. With these kind of school comedies, the thing I'm beginning to realize is actually it isn't the main couple. The side characters are actually what make or break these shows. Like, yes. entirely. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, that's yeah. and the way like that the... the main characters work off of them too. The main characters need to still be able to to carry the scenes that they have with them, and I think that they, this show does a really good job of of playing Chica off of the two of them really well, a lot. Like especially the volleyball episode where like you know they're all, they're both really prideful people. So the one guy sucks at volleyball, and so he basically has her teach him how to play volleyball over a week and. It's hard to you know. It's always hard to explain the joke, but it's just she's it's like amazing. she's like a, she's like a proud mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, teaching that's a good him. way to put it. But uh, yeah, I, I, but that's the thing. Like, if you put her in another show, it wouldn't be as good. She has to be sort of the catalyst. Is she's the the you know stirring up? Right. The, yeah, that's you know, fair, the main, enough, fair enough. The main room. Like it all it all works together. Uh, but yeah, she she is pretty great. Whether she's you know rapping or you know beating <laughs> beating somebody to death with a fan, right? Dropping. Dropping Yangwen Lee quotes, or just shouting uh, "penis" over and over, <laughs> shouting <laughs> "penis" over and over again. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I mean, it, I think it does enough to differentiate it itself from the pack. Um, you know, with regard with regards to the yeah, cast, I, I, I also want to shout out. I don't think anybody ever really talks about this. I really liked the art direction on this show. Like, they kind of go for like the 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 striking red, white, black on everything. Uh, the Kakigurui and... color scheme. Oh, yeah, I was they, about they to kind... say, like, the, like, Sayonara, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei adjacent. Yeah, well, they, and they, because yeah. they kind of, I think they kind of want to make Kaguya herself a bit creepy. Right. Like, mm. uh, that's kind of the, the vibe they, they go for. And, um, like, the, the directing on the anime itself was, like, some, like, Shinbo level of, uh, you know, uh, just, like, really weird cinematic stuff that they threw in there um that you know kind of helped the presentation on it like it looked really good so i mean again i don't know if it's particularly ambitious but it does its job really well and i think it does just enough to separate it from the pack um I guess that's it on. But the is game. it the best romance on this top ten? Oh man, I was trying to say, what do we do to segue to the next one? <laughs> they're, so, they're so not like. I'll 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 uh, I'll take I'll take that one, Iroh. Uh, let's let's move along to uh, number four on the list, which is given. And my my biggest regret in 2019 was not getting more people to watch Sorry. this. Unfortunately, uh, I think only me and Artemis ended up watching it from our group, but. Um, Given was really good. Um, I think, you know, what what I kind of wrote about it was, like, I think there's, particularly with anime, as soon as you hear it's like a boys love manga adaptation thing, I think everybody gets an idea in their mind of mm-hmm. what that's going to be. Uh, you know, myself included, of course, 
and uh you know i'm not an i'm not an expert on the genre but i have you know from what i've seen from anime adaptations and deferring to you know artemis's opinion who's who's much more up on it you know usually that involves things like you know really problematic or abusive relationships and there are you know in general just a certain template that they all tend to follow with the ones that they choose to adapt for anime and given is not like that at all it's actually most of the time a pretty chill sort of slice of life type of show about this dude learn learning to play guitar and you know forming a band and whatnot and um underneath that there's sort of this slow burn romance thing going on that like they do a great job of building up and just like exploding at the the climax of the the uh the series like my my best anime moment of 2019 came from you know the 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 big climax episode of this series that they did such a good job of building up to and you know they there are there are dramatic moments but they sort of like punctuate and it works really well with you know the more usually the much more relaxed sort of vibe to the show and it covers you know it can be funny it can be serious like it, it it covers everything the dialogue is really well written um it's just like a, a really great complete package overall and you know i i i'm it's unfortunate that i think it does fly under the radar yeah. because of people's expectations i remember you saying what they think it's going to be i remember you saying like for a lot of shows you'll get like three or four episodes in and think ah this like this would be great if it delivers but it's not going to deliver at all um and then it doesn't but then you're saying given like totally does manage to stick the landing and yes justify everything that's happened so far and make it all fit together perfectly yeah and if you go back and look at our first look on it i did not like the first episode Um, right wasn't it there were like the guy didn't even know how to play guitar or something yeah what's a band for some reason yeah there was there was some stuff in the first episode that was just like uh, made me think that this was going to be badly written and it was just going to go in the exact direction i thought we all thought it was going to go and uh, but i i gave it i gave it one more episode and the show only got better uh throughout the whole series um until you know the like the last couple episodes are so good they pay like it pays off everything and uh like yeah i'm a (laughs) it'll be interesting to see because because the the series ends in a pretty good place to end the series but there's i guess a movie coming up so it'll be interesting to see uh where they go with it from here but you know definitely i think something that maybe flew under the radar a little bit that people should check out all right uh, something that didn't fly under the radar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of like big hallmark <laughs> weekly shonen jump adaptations, that... yes, mm-hmm. so one of the one of the, the one of the big most anticipated series from this year was the Promised Neverland, which we have at number three. Uh, <laughs> we've already we've already mentioned it several times on this episode. Uh, well, in, well, you know, alluded to, to it, but <laughs> alluded to it. Uh, you know how it's. Not your typical, uh, you know, weekly Shonen Jump uh, story. Um, and, you know, speaking as somebody who's never read the manga, I thought I thought it was great. I thought it really delivered Execution on... Execution was flawless, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, th- I thought it really delivered on an, 
interesting, different type of story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was not a, you know, this is not a, you know, young kids have to rise up and learn to fight their problems. It's, there's a lot more mind <laughs> games and suspense mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. Yeah, which also kind of uh, makes me think of Death Note in that way of like the, the, right. the double, double, double crosses, you know, <laughs> like in all the mind <laughs> yeah, games. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, side switching and right alliances and I still wasn't expecting what on. happened in the last episode. Like it, it just does a good job of building to a very uh, clear climax and then paying off on the climax like fantastically. Yeah, I, you know, I think I've said it before. I think that the promise never land. Like the anime adaptation is about as close as like perfect as you could hope to get. Not not just in terms of the technical aspect, but also in terms of the narrative pacing and the the way they approach the final climax of this first arc and again like it's i think that the promised neverland you know i guess along with demon slayer and i guess probably some of the others like dr stone and stuff too kind of represent <laughs> this you know this new era of shonen adaptations that are more confident in more confident in embracing what they are and not having to fit themselves into a very like specific type of generic mold of other like you know past right. shonen adaptations like th- these shows are comfortable being what they are following the original stories of their source material not really you know they're n- not feeling the pressure to to punch it up so to speak right just I think there's a reason, like, this and Dean Slayer are on our list, but Black Clover is, like, not even registered on our radar. Or, hey, how about, I mean, I guess it didn't end, Border Or how about the fact that, like, this will be probably the first and last time in this podcast we ever say the word Fire Force out loud. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man, that show should have been so boy. good. Like, Why did it have to be again, so Again, uh, hell, to, to allude to you know, our conversation earlier from Mob Psycho, like, if all it took was looking really good... Right, Fire Force would be on this list, mm-hmm. but it takes more than that, and I think there's a reason why the Promised Neverland is here instead. Yeah, it's also unfortunately one of those shows that it's really hard to talk about without like spoiling oh, yeah, something totally. really like yeah. Integral. I think that's what we're all kind of <laughs> dancing around. Yeah, we're all just bit. kind of talking around <laughs> it. So yeah, there's not. I mean, again, it's you know I don't know what our spoiler policy is for these podcasts. I know that we, like we run pretty fast and loose. Yeah, with it. Right. yeah. Like ideally, people listen to this and decide to check out shows they maybe haven't watched. You know, you know, uh, beforehand. But you know, just it's the thing. I guess you'd say about the Promised Neverland is like you know, if you're the kind of person who is maybe wary of something because it is published in Weekly Shonen Jump, I would say. You know, don't let that get in the way right. of of it. If the premise sounds interesting to you, because at least right. this arc, anyways, <laughs> I think does some really interesting things. It, it, it's willing to play in some places that places that a lot of shonen will not. I, I think if we're gonna, I think if if I were boiled down, I think Artemis kind of boiled it down pretty well in her write up. Like even taking the context of it being shonen jump and all that away, like it does the whole psychological thriller thing really well in that it's it's mostly psychological and not like you know cheap scares like and uh you know gratuitous violence and you know there there is you know some pretty terrifying gore and violence and stuff going on but 
it's used in a way that it like actually you know ratchets up the tension rather than you laughing at how ridiculous and over the top <laughs> all the blood and everything is like you know that that's not it's pretty rare to see anime do that have that kind of like restraint right mm-hmm. yeah so when when they when they do when they do these types of shows it's usually like you can't take it it's, it's not like really intense or scary or anything because it's so ridiculous yeah um, i've heard that's th- some this this has this has the nuance to pull it off so if you're if you're into that kind of thing you, even taking the context out of it you know then that you, you know this is this is a good series to check out right another in the trend of uh shows putting children in mortal danger uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right wasn't that a that, tab that, i mean that, that's yeah i think that was like was that like a high dive or something yeah made in abyss was one of our top anime so our, you know, one mean, of the best one of the best yeah. sub-genres in anime these days oh, they yeah. also <laughs> put it under uh i don't know if this is too much of a spoiler but i think they also put it under like tasty dishes or something like that <laughs> yes right. yeah someone uh, at high dive is having fun uh yeah. Yeah. I think I think it well, was dive, but yeah. Yeah. I'd say that uh you know, it's glad that we were able to give the promised Neverland the props it deserves yeah, during the period of time where it actually deserved it because I will bet money season 2 Everyone's of promised gonna Neverland. Turn on it oh, season 2. Boy. Oh dude, yeah. nobody is I, I dare you guys to try and come up with a good argument for trying to fit the Promised Neverland okay. season two in our next top ten because so, it won't rate. I don't know, okay, man. So, I... yikes! For the for the for the record, that that is official. Season two is coming yes, next yes. year, oh. or this year, I Darn. should say. So it's we're not speculating; it is happening. Oh boy! Uh, and I, you know, those of us who haven't read the manga have no idea what's <laughs> yeah, going to happen. But I, I sadly must guys, agree with G. Other than you guys have warned us. Yeah. <laughs> You guys have warned us, so let's let's enjoy this moment while it lasts. Yes, right? yes. And, let, uh, let the promised we'll, Neverland enjoy its time under the sun, because just we'll like touch, those kids uh, who yet to live their idyllic lives and turn, until they turn 12 they or 13, don't, they don't know any better. <laughs> promised Neverland will also get to live its idyllic time under the sun until <laughs> it grows older. Well, you know, fortunately, the, like, the first season is great as a standalone story. Oh, right? yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... Is. I, uh, we can just pretend that never happened and live our lives from there if we need to. But we'll we'll touch base again later this year on that. All right, we're getting near the yeah. end here. All right, now we're getting into. All right, uh, I, I hear I hear G uh, rubbing his hands right now. And, <laughs> number one. Uh, well, I'm, okay, it wasn't yeah. actually, but <laughs> no. Oh. Number number two on our list is perhaps the biggest surprise of 2019. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, told you, y'all. Uh, <laughs> all right Iroh. i know you, i know i know you said you thought the show could be good but did you think it was gonna be number two no. on our on our uh on our top 10 i did in 2019? not yeah so even even in that regard i think that's a bit of a surprise but we're talking about grand belm grand uh, belm i think just last... week to week the visceral like being in the moment um this show was <laughs> like topped all of them yeah, that was a real I think, good, I think, like, communal moment for the four of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Like, I think, you know, there's been a little bit of that discourse lately because of The Mandalorian about, yes. like, hey, turns out that actually airing a show week to week is maybe better for the discourse than dumping it all at once, which, again, we in the anime fan base have been banging that drum for years now, but 
Grand Bell is, I think, of this year, maybe one of the strongest arguments in favor of airing a show in the traditional format because that gives the fan base time to internalize what they are watching and prepare them for the upcoming episode. And oh my god, guys, Grand Bell is just so good. <laughs> it's uh, just so good, man. I gel level with me. You don't got to give me the specific numbers, like. How close was Grand Bell to number one? Was it like a really wide gap, like it is some uh, years? Or it it, it was <laughs> it was uh, comfortably at number two. Let's okay. put it that way. All right. So just like it was neither a blowout nor a uh, nor so a like, close. So like close like like Anafugo or <laughs> Nene, it had a fighting chance. But at the end of the day, we all knew how this was really gonna go. Yeah, it, yeah, fought, but... it fought valiantly. Yeah, but uh... Grant Bell. I mean, you hear it in my voice. <laughs> Grant Bell was my. It's it was my it was it's my number one anime of the year. I'm 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 beginning to like put together my like mecha of the decade post <laughs> and. Like, I'm kind of caught in this thing where, like, I don't know if it should be about Mecha as a whole or just Gundam. Because even if it's just Gundam, that thing could be 3,000 words long, hmm. no less, Gun like, Mecha as a, as a whole genre. But I'm tempted to write about Mecha as a whole genre just because I think that I can then tie that into my huge Grand Bell retrospective. <laughs> I mean... About how I think Twitch. that show is legitimately, awesome. like, what if... <laughs> Sorry, Bartle, I keep interrupting no, no. you. What did you say? I said, no, do that. It would be awesome. <laughs> Like, yeah, like this was my that, number one t show, too, so, yeah. Yeah, it's just that, like, Grand Bell might even be, like, like I, I have a list of mecha anime that aired between 2010 and now, and, like, Grand Bell is a legitimate contender for mecha anime of the decade in some <laughs> regards. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, like the sum of its closest co competition is, like, fucking Gundam build fighters, okay? Like, yeah. that's... <laughs> It's been uh, like it's, it's been a tough decade. tough times, <laughs> hard times, and like it's the things like you know, the the BDs just released like the other week. They fucking did awful. I'm talking like Garo or Hinamatsuri uh -huh. numbers, man. Look, we all like, knew it. We knew yeah, it would yeah, happen. we we knew we that knew, this was knew, our baby, not anyone else's. <laughs> it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Grand, like I get it. Like people look at Grand Bell, they see the premise, they see the character designs, they see the mechs, and they're like. Well, this isn't for me, and I get it. Even I thought that, <laughs> but it's oh the this show truly has the burning heart of mecha anime inside of it. Like it's it's so sincere. It is such a sincere, loving tribute to mecha as a genre. Everything about it. Like I, I'm rambling here, but so the thing I will say about Grand Belm. You know, for those who don't know the premise, basically it's a magical mecha battle royale. And the thing that I think it really does, like, the th is, is it really understands, like, what mecha is distilled to its most pure essence. And mecha at its core, regardless of real robot or super robot, at its very core, mecha is human drama drives robots to fight, which drives human drama escalate, rinse, and repeat. Right. And yeah, I'd say like it made me think a lot of you know Gurren Lagann, which I'd say is my favorite mecha anime because like yeah, we just have this escalation over and over again, and each time they're able to top it in really satisfying ways, not just with the mecha anime, but yeah, like also with how the characters interact with each other and right. making you keep guessing what's going to happen next. 
it was just so good. Also, because they're mechs and not human bodies, you can break and crush and destroy right. them as much as you want. Right. Um, like, without you know, maiming we... a human being on screen. Yeah. Yes, yes. Eero totally nails it, you know, kind of calling back to our old mecha podcast from ages ago. Like, the thing that is so fun about mecha is that they are surrogate bodies. They can be ruined and savaged in ways that flesh and blood cannot and and we see that multiple times in this shit like (laughs) we all kind of went into this thinking like oh they hold these battle royales once a month we're gonna have like one really good fight at the start like one really good fight in the end and it's just gonna be a bunch of fluff in the middle and grand bell just kind of like crosses its legs it's like no 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 there's gonna be a fight every episode (laughs) and they were largely pretty good like you know we talk about Nene, you know, her fight, like, you know, the one that keyed us all into, like, <laughs> oh, this show might be... Mm. Right, like, this show might be something kind of special. Right, like, I don't think any of us and... expected, like, episode five to be just 20 straight minutes of mechs <laughs> yeah. hitting each other. Right, or, you know, again, how about we talk about the one character who, <laughs> I think, was featured in all four part <laughs> end-of-year posts... Like, phrase perhaps slightly differently, but every single one of us felt we had to dedicate at least a full paragraph to the character of of Anna Fugo. Yeah. Anna Fugo did nothing uh, wrong. Endorphin! <laughs> ha- hashtag Anna Fugo did everything uh-huh. wrong. That's why, Anna Fugo's pain That's why I love her. <laughs> nothing wrong. Just the, you know, however you want to phrase it, the Anna she... Fugo did nothing wrong, Anna Fugo's wild ride, Anna Fugo's pain train, just... She, she just what wanted character. to be the witch, man. She she truly cutting did. the cutting like, the credits in episode seven or oh whatever is uh, just like one of my one oh, of my I forgot one about of my that. favorite moments. <laughs> right, we're, like I remember like Ero and I watching and just be like, did the video cut out? Did we like download a bad a bad encode or something? And just like it's like no dog, <laughs> right? That's just Anafugo's mother like fucking <laughs> bleeding Anna out Fugo on the bed. Has only gotten more insane. Oh man, just it's like here's the <laughs> thing. Like, I mean, like the really... visceral week to week was unmatched, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like if you're listening to our pod, to this podcast, and like you're still like I don't know about the show, then let the enthusiasm in our voices convince you. This show was exciting to watch, and and not just in both like the the classic spectacle way Mecca is, but. You know, in the character things as well. I'm not going to say this like, was like a, you know, look, I'm not going to act like this was like a particularly, you know, nuanced show, but I I really did love the character stuff in this show too. Like, Anafugo and Nene, and you know what? Like, even, you know, even a Swiss show. Like, she is... <laughs> Yeah, this show had a delightful this show had, bitch of a villain. Mm-hmm. Like, this show had good. This show had good villains. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably be, way better villains than the heroes. Right. I mean, that's the thing. We keep, that's the thing we keep uh, talking about. And I think that maybe uh, like Marlon, like you just said that Grand Bell was your number one. I, you know, Grand Bell was my number one. Like, if there's anything that maybe prevented Grand Bell from truly rising to like Gurren Lagann tier, like all timer mecha anime, is that the protagonists are kind of. Yeah, kind of fucking losers. I mean, <laughs> Mengetsu's yeah, fine, but Mengetsu. Mengetsu's great. It's Shingetsu's really the problem. And Shingetsu is the the main character. Yes, um, yes. I mean, and I think there's. I think we learned why Shingetsu's character is usually the supporting character and not the main character. Right. It's, she... it's usually like your typical, your typical. Well, I think that's where that's almost borrowing more from uh, magical girl type yeah, setups yeah. where. 
where Mangetsu would be like the main character type and Shingetsu would be her right. You know, I mean, Mangetsu, her moody friend. Right. Mangetsu is so clearly designed to be the Sailor Moon type, you know? Right. So like I can appreciate I think that I think that I think that was an intentional, you know, subversion of what, you know, we would, would right. expect. And, but yeah. and, and it, it's kinda cool that they did that, but at the same time we learned, oh, <laughs> Shingetsu can't really carry the show. Right. I mean I think the problem is like the, the the building blocks they work with are still very good, right? Again, what if Sailor Moon was actually an artificial construct of a <laughs> dark and vengeful god? Is <laughs> like oh one of the best plot twists that oh, I think yeah. anime has ever thrown at us. The problem is that it doesn't have... The problem is that in this situation, the hypothetical Sailor Mercury doesn't have what it takes to carry the show after that reveal. Right. Man. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it is. I, I'm not gonna say it's bad, but I, I do think the fact that when we first saw it, we're I'm mean, thinking, oh, it's like a magical girl show with with mechs. When in fact, it was more. It's well, not more. It is a mecha show with some. You know, there's some magical girl aesthetic on it. I think, but the. I mean, when you the know, final boss is pulling out, you know, funnels to shoot a uh, hundred <laughs> right, lasers. Right. So. So like, but I think I think the people that would appreciate <laughs> a real a real mecha show are gonna get our, and you know right, that's it's a thing, their right? Like the mech for... people will will look away because it's oh, what's this magical girl shit? Right, and then the like, like right. magical girl crowd would be like, I don't want to see mechs. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, it's yeah. a real yeah. weird. It's unfortunate because the magic was actually kind of cool too. The way they had it work, like you know, they even right. had like Nene with was... her like techno magic. Yeah, but that was more of like an aesthetic thing than like like this is a mecha show. Right. Oh yeah. I'm saying like, like yeah. But I mean, it, but, I'm talking about like cool, when they're in yes. the real world. Cuz there's still some of that stuff. When they're in the magic yeah, world, that's, obviously that's all mecha. That you could that could be magic or science or science magic. Sure. It doesn't uh, that's really true. matter. Whatever. Uh the yeah, the so you know, it's kind of unfortunate that I feel like people not maybe having an open mind for it may have doomed it. Grand Belms. <laughs> demise here yeah um, again but, uh, the show has a character whose back has shotguns with bayonets on them and then it stabbed <laughs> someone with a bayonet and pulled the trigger of the gun while they were stabbed again that <laughs> like it's like the sensibilities of that show it's it's mecha through and through it really understands the appeal of the genre and I, we could keep going about this all day so I, i'll try to i'll try to like close this out by just saying like again i think that I am very happy with what is our number one on this list, and the thing I will say, though, is I think people will eventually watch what is number one on our list. I don't think I'm going to need to sell it that hard. Right. People will eventually realize what is so good about it. But Grand Belm, that is the one that I I really throw my weight behind when I when I urge people to consider checking it out, because... It needs, uh, it needs it. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it needs it more, and it deserves it more. Yeah. I... Again, not even joking. Like, again, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the the bar has been set rather low this decade. But Grand Bell is really it's it's yes. it's special. It's earned its place up there mm-hmm. with the best of them. Yeah. The week to it the definitely... week to week of that show again is just was yeah. one of the some of the most fun I've had mm-hmm. watching anime. You can you can tell the creators really understood what makes mecha great and they tried to pour that into it and it shows and yeah i mean we don't get that 
ever anymore that like that's you know if we do get mecha shows in this decade uh it's you know always watered down in some way or try to spin it a different way or something like that are you saying buddy complex is not the best mech show of the decade you know you joke but i know people out there who are buddy complex defenders (laughs) okay what about cross and or captain earth okay now you're stretching (laughs) (laughs) all right ouch ouch yeah so competition maybe not that fierce but uh you know this show really gets it yeah <laughs> yeah, it's too bad to check this it next out. show once again cursed G with CGI bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you I, think the CGI, I think the CGI bears were a blessing in this yeah, one. Oh, yeah. This is like... oh, don't worry. There will be lots of. <laughs> only oh, Ero who has read the manga is the yes. only person who's about to since, understand since, since the, the end of this show. Uh, the, the, the way I have couched read the manga. And yes. Holy shit. It only gets uh, more crazy. <laughs> Yes. All right, so we're talking about at our number one spot, which is Beastars. Yes, which what That's... will be on Netflix at some point in 2020. Yeah. Yes. For so, those of you who uh, you are course... not anime pirates. So, of course, uh, you know, we have not watched right. it. Right. Yeah, of course I'm not. I'm told it's the number one uh-huh. show of 2019. Basing this entirely on conjecture. <laughs> yeah. But, but before, before I cut you loose again, G, let me just say... There was no chance in hell I was going to watch this show yeah. <laughs> without uh, this really without the, the, the your this has been the, without, the year of G without I you uh, standing up for it. Um, you know what? what? I, I, I said I think I said somewhere in one of my posts that you could accurately describe the show as what if Zootopia was violent and sexy. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> if you told me that, I would have been like, no. Nope. It sounds like the most unappealing thing in the world. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Um, Every week, I had to keep side-eyeing G. But but it is really good. (laughs) I personally voted for it, number one. Um, I I have almost nothing bad to say about it. They they pull off uh, the impossible with the the full 3D production. Like, I don't feel like it's really a detriment. Um, The directing is fantastic. I think that's a major contributing factor to it. Uh, you know, and, you know, beyond that, it's, the story is great, the characters are great, um, it's, it's different enough to, you know, be exciting, and they, they, they cover a lot of different areas, whether it's, you know, comedy or lighthearted and weird stuff, or, you know, more serious, uh, you know, allegories for real world stuff or you know cool fight scenes you know panda bears with bamboo crossbows i mean you know i don't the thing about the show is like not to nitpick what you're saying too much but like i think while zootopia was perhaps like obviously allegory for real life issues b stars kind of goes like extra extra step of taking what could easily just be allegory and just making it part of like that's how society works there, and so right. it has its own unique implications and yeah, right. reminded things. It's both it's both interesting as like lore and also kind of making you think about real world issues, even if they're not like directly connected. Right. I'm, um, I'm reminded of in Zootopia. There's the part where they have to like deal with the mafia, and they learn you know, like there's all these like polar bear guards, and they find out that the, the boss is really a shrew, 
And, you know, like, it, it's it's a good joke. Like, it, you know, they're trying to make a joke. But in Beastars, that would never work. Because in Beastars, they actually take into account the idea that that there is hierarchy in strength in, in the animal world. And that that does create these imbalances. And I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, look spo- spoilers here, but I, I saved the screen cap of Haru saying, you saved me from the Lion Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, but the Lion God. Yakuza makes a lot more sense than the true mafia, right? The show is so good. <laughs> show is so you know, it's good. about a school play, and then it's about, you know, high school romance, and it's about yep. the, you know, the school festival, uh. and then it's about the Yakuza kidnapping <laughs> high school girls and having to rush their headquarters and beat the shit out of their boss yeah. with your bare hands. And then it's, uh, you know, you know, I, I said, I said, uh, on earlier podcast is Lugosi, the, uh, the Dimitri Fire <laughs> Emblem of this. Eat every last I, one I, of I them. Guess, I, guess, I guess we found out that he's actually the Kiryu Kazuma. Of, uh, <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, like, anyway, I think there's so. a lot of anime where I'm like, oh, this protagonist is a fucking idiot. I'm sick of it. Um, but Lugosi <laughs> is dumb in a very he's an idiot but you in love a him. very like <laughs> wonderful endearing way I mean, that y- is consistent with his character and yeah, upbringing I mean, and i love <laughs> yeah like you joke about comparing him to kiryu kazuma but honestly the appeal is kind of comparable like they're both big dumb idiots <laughs> who like really truly mean well and are a little bit socially awkward but if you push them too hard <laughs> they, will, they will physically ruin you god. but never kill anyone and yeah yakuza team to make a v-stars video game oh my god oh my god oh he's so good <laughs> they already uh, did fist of the north star so uh, it'll be yeah. so good i i'm not gonna add too much to what you guys have said other than what can i say i know how to call them but <laughs> yeah I, 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 I'm just really right, happy. Take, take your victory lap. That's fine. <laughs> like, above all else, like, I think I'm just really happy to see, just to see how well uh, Beastars landed with, with not just you guys, but, you know, you know, the anime watching Oh, everybody audience. loves it that's <laughs> seen it, yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody that actually watches it loves yeah, it. Yeah, like, it's, the Beast, like, before, hell, even before Golden Kamui got an anime, I, I think you could you could you could like look back and find a record of me saying B Stars is one of those manga that yes I don't think will ever get an anime and maybe I hope never does because I don't know how you could pull it off mm-hmm. and so it's wild to think that a few years later they did it and not only did they do it they did it well in all CG and <laughs> in all CG and like also that it it would look pretty damn good. Like, the directing is so... Like, you know, Iro, you can kind of attest to this now that you've read the manga. Mm-hmm. Like, the directing in the anime is really good. Like, I think I, I was struck a... by that it's different from... It's not just a, here's the panel from the manga, but, like, it knows how to make those things work in right. the medium of all CG anime. Right, because, like, some of those panels work as panels, but they wouldn't work as, like, a 5-10 second scene. And so right. the visual directing makes these choices to, you know, enhance and adapt those those scenes f- for the medium. And then you have, like, those, like, occasional bits where, you know, suddenly it becomes 
a fucking a beautiful like space dandy one-off segment where it just like becomes really beautiful and hand-drawn and and unique and like the uh, scene with uh with Haru yeah like Haru's one, like, like dream, dream sequence thing yeah. you know just like dream sequence Lewis after this those rabbit two, is yeah. banging this deer um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like it's it's you know the way that like she's grasping through the trees and then they transform uh-huh. into the antlers it's so that yeah it's a it's a really like cool anime and like you know, again, like, you know, you know, for disclosure here, like, Beastars was, like, my number two on my personal list, but I'm totally fine with seeing it number one because it, it oh, I think, you know, look, I, I made my stand at the beginning of this season where I said, like, of every, of, of any manga, of any manga that I've done <laughs> my bit in the podcast for, there is none I will go harder to bat for than Beastars. Like, it's... It really is one of my favorite manga of the last few years. It's, as you guys have said, it does all of these things, all these... Strange, disparate uh, things. Truly absurd things, but ties it up in a way that is strangely sincere and compelling and and heartfelt and, and funny, and right. definitely funny. And it makes it all work. And so it's... I feel blessed just, that the anime yeah. managed to translate so much of that. It's it is just such a weird heartfelt thing when you know like how does it make a emo like an emotionally moving scene when this wolf kid just got handed a bunny porn mag and <laughs> refuses to eat meat and you know runs to the train station to find his friend who also decided he could not eat meat. You know, it's yeah. like Yeah, it, yeah, it's how absurd. do you make that? <laughs> yeah, how do you, how do you make people get but emotionally also, invested like, in that, it's, and they pulled yeah. it off somehow? Totally, totally. And and now that they have like a season, you know, now that they announced season two, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I yeah yeah. See now, you know, now you understand. You can join me in my excitement for God. I want to what... see season three though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to talk, like talk off the air. We'll have to talk right? off the air because I, I I need to remember what you're implying about season three. That would be different from season two. But yes, there is. There is some y'all are in for a ride. Yeah, like, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying ready. not to cheat and look ahead here, but yeah, sorry. there is. Whew. Couldn't help myself. Whew. There are some things you are going. Yeah, to I mean, bear witness. I mean, to. even in the season that we got, going from where we were in episode one to episode twelve, it was pretty wild. So I can only imagine uh-huh. uh, what other directions they haven't even solved the murder yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They haven't even solved the there's... murder. That started this There's show. a lot of open, oh, yeah. open tabs. I mean, I was here. the singer at the end of Epsital, right? Was the murder <laughs> still out there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we also just mention it's the best OP of the year? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Definitely I mean... need to get tapped to uh, remake uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know if that you know, that's Rudolph good. whips off his shirt to reveal his tattoos of Santa. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this fucking Santa Yakuza tattoos. Yeah. Oh, Rudolph shoves a gun in someone's mouth. <laughs> time, for, <laughs> time for some reindeer games. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh. you, you guys are... Oh, you... I, I love it. I truly, like... Like Beastars isn't even done yet. Like it's just warming up. It's just warming up. Like it's. I'm I'm looking forward. <laughs> oh, to Oh no! It. I I know my guy. 
I, it's it's all right. It's, uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to uh, I don't even want to hint at too many more spoilers oh, or uh, to be stars in a broad anime 2019. Yeah. Y'all, y'all probably don't even know what a B-Star is. You haven't even <laughs> oh, met no. a B-Star. Oh, yeah, we Man. really don't they've only, know. They've only, ma- they've only mentioned in passing that that's a God. thing. So, right. What the fuck is it even is a B-Star? Maybe, maybe, a... uh, maybe B-Stars will also be our number one anime of 2020. We'll see. <laughs> Do you have to internalize it? Is it like a thought? All right. year. Well... I think that's going to put a bow on uh, 2019 then, uh, and really a bow on the 2010s. Uh, we're not going to get too much into that right now, but I did want to, and I didn't put this in the notes because I wanted to put you guys on the spot. Oh no. I was going to ask you guys, give me your, your best anime of the 2010s. Ugh, I just have to pull up the fucking list. We have a, we have uh, a okay, few. I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, with it. No, I no just, 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 the, just the top one. You don't need to give me a full... It's it's Ten. the same as yours, Joe. It's got to be Rakugo. All right, you're you're with me on uh, you're with yeah. me on Rakugo. It's, okay. uh, there's too many it's just uh, such a that are all. Drama. There's too many. They're all like so different from each other. Uh damn. What, this is like hard. like this like is what's hard. what's uh, what does your heart tell you without thinking too hard about it? Um, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. <laughs> well, yes, our, our yes, heart is always yes. going to go there, but we have to filter it right. into uh, 2010s. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, like this, it, like the weird thing. Gee, not like, even gonna shout out obsolete. <laughs> you you can throw a few out there to get warmed up, but uh, uh, obsolete is very much in my brain of bullshit. But I would never put that on a list if I'm being entirely honest. I I, I, well, it's tough because like recency bias has me literally wanting to shout B stars and Grand Bell from the rooftops. But I know that like you give it some time, and even those will lose their luster. I was gonna say if we let you, I, you do know, movies, would you do Promare? <laughs> Promare is Promare, great, yeah. but here's the thing: I, I would, I would still probably write Kill a Kill over it. Like, mm-hmm. hell, like it's one of those weird things of like, it wasn't even my number one that year. I'm pretty sure Kill a Kill was my number one that year, but of the decade, like Ping Pong comes to oh, mind. Pong, I mean, like, that would definitely like, be Yamato, in my top five. Pong, but Rakugo was yeah, just such like, a greater or, or drama. Or Yamato, yeah, like, like you know, yeah, like there's Yamato, there's Ping Pong, like you know, um, erased. Kill the kill, erased. I mean, uh, I would not. Uh, no, no. We're, we're, we're talking. We're talking number one contenders here. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like number one contender. No, I would not. But I don't know. It's it's uh it's tough. Like it's like Fate Zero. Well, that's just for me. Um. Yeah. Like, no, I, mean, I, I want. I want your personal. Or like Shiro Bako, because I mean yeah, that was like you... your. Oh, Shiro Bako. I want your. Yeah. Per- I want your oh, personal man. picks. You don't have to think about. All right. You don't have right. to try to think if, quote unquote objectively about it. Just yeah. right. Okay. If you were, if you were to like, what, what was your favorite? Like to, Let's put it that way. What was yeah. your favorite? If anime? you were, if you were to nail me to the floor and be like, if you were like to like quote me on a shitty forum, being like, look how shit his taste is. <laughs> this was his number one anime of the decade. It would probably be Kill a Kill or Ping Pong, edging towards Kill a Kill. Nothing wrong with that. I love like, Ping Pong or Kill a Kill. You know that that anime is. That is the anime that proved, like, that convinced me that, like, like you know, f- for better or worse, Gainax has been coming up in the discourse lately, and <laughs> yeah, we we can we can call them dead. I saw, I don't yeah. know if you guys saw the, the some TV the article with Anna. No, well, or, there's that, but uh, like uh, the other, like 
I think yesterday or something, I saw some TV stations re-airing Evangelion have pulled Gainax's name off and just have hit that. Oh, just have, wow. just have, have uh, Anno's name where the, where Gainax Man, was. That is, uh, that is a mean fucking bullets put in Gainax. Give it, like, I, uh, it sounds it like the they trigger. deserve it. The king uh, so, is dead. Long live the king. I mean, it's not, it I, sounds I, like they deserve <laughs> it, but I don't want to get too far. Dead for I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it here because like, I'm not trying to like defend Gainax as a company, but I will say Gainax, the studio yes. had a heart, had a soul to it that I don't think any anime studio since has ever emulated not kara and not trigger either but kill the kill was the anime that proved to me that trigger had some of that gynax soul yeah i feel like they're they're you you know if you want to you could almost split split the soul up uh you know some went to kara and some went to trigger like, but tr- the trigger end is alive and well for sure yeah like like hell you know if i want to be real cheeky have little witch academia and kill a kill do a fusion dance <laughs> there you go that is the anime of the decade oh so you're meaning uh <laughs> or crap what's its name the... or even um even gridman really had a lot oh, of the, oh, the yeah, spirit again, like i mean the spirit of old, old gynax in it yeah no no like, what you really mean is sure that your favorite I... is space patrol lulucom <laughs> yeah, just them the one that combines together. all yeah. of them. Uh, I have to shout out multiple. <laughs> I, I can't. You can't make me choose one. All right, all right. Well, uh, well G, did, G didn't really make a hard choice here either. He 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 basically had two. But I have to say, it's because Figuro, they haven't watched Haraku go. <laughs> I've rolled. Haraku goes fucking good. Yeah, I, I rolled. Watched it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Haraku. Right. Uh, I have to. I have to say, Fate Zero because that's who I am. All right, sure. Um, Rage of Bahamut Genesis. Oh yeah, oh, is man. is exists in my heart, and um, uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront. You know, those, those are, are good, good choices. choices. I like mm-hmm. those. Like they're, you know, they're they're not the choices that people are gonna write like heady critical essays about. But I think those are anime that really do reflect some of the best sensibilities about this decade in anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh. Uh, a, a, a healthy self-awareness, uh, a healthy willingness to just have fun with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Marlon, did, I, Marlon, did you uh, want to take the opportunity to shout any others out? Uh, um, In my list, yeah, I, I'd i probably put in the top three, uh, March Comes In Like a Lion, uh, somewhere with Ping Pong and Rakugo. Like, I guess you could say I've definitely, yeah, I made that list about comedies, but I, I definitely love my dramas too. I just think also reading on the manga, it's one of those where I hope they never make another season, because where it ended, <laughs> it actually is really good. For and where March? it's going, is not that good. For March? Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. So I am very happy with how that show ended. I'm going to take it just by itself, trying to take uh, away all the things I've learned in the manga. <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want to hear that. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, one more shout out then. One more shout out. If we're talking about like shows that are, that evoke the decade. Did you um, evoke the decade. Hmm. Yes. Um, G-Reco. g yes. Mobile Suit Gundam, <laughs> Reconquista, and G is, like, of any Gundam that aired this decade, I, I... Like, this is the same... Like, this is the decade in which Unicorn aired, and not to give too much context here, but Unicorn essentially saved the Gundam franchise in the 2010s. Like, it revitalized it in a way it has not seen in years. But if they're... If there is a Gundam entry that represents this decade <laughs> for me... It will be Yoshiyuki Tomino's G Reco. <laughs> Just this weird, messy show that does not stick the landing uh, <laughs> more often than not, but 
there is something truly special. About taught me, it. taught me something about how to do character. <laughs> so. Sure, yes, yes. It's interesting to think about how much I've grown too. Like, I went back, uh, I think last year, and rewatched Tatami Galaxy, and I remember pretty soon after we started the blog, I actually had Jell watch the Tatami right, Galaxy. Right, because that was like one of your favorites. And yeah, now, and you, now that now that you're almost the age I was when I watched Tatami <laughs> Galaxy, <laughs> yeah. you understand. Yeah, so now I understand. It's like, I only liked it because I was literally the protagonist. I was like this shut-in that was in college. I would time, like look, time and place ain't time nothing. and place. I I would I would I would hope all of our tastes have grown and changed over the past ten years. I would. We've be... all watched Legends of Galactic Heroes, so yeah, yes. that's true. <laughs> the bar the bar is completely different now, but yes. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no. Look, I mean, whatever. I mean, that was a very specific cut of Yuasa work, and I think that again, right. I'll bring up Ping Pong as proof mm-hmm. that. Some of his work are uh, are ageless, and who knows? There's a new one, the uh, one uh, yeah, this season. Oh man, really? The one that I literally mean... came out the day of this recording. Maybe that one will be another. I still uh, love his work. You also work for I, the I ages. Just, yeah, because like ping pong is still. No- I think it's number two. If I'm gonna list it, it uh, I just loved the character, like both the characters and how it. Just like how you said the mecha, you know, the mecha drives the characters, and then the characters drive the mecha action. It's the same way for a good shown in sports. Or not uh, yeah, uh, totally. for a good sports show, is that the sport drives the dra- the character drama, and then the character drama drives the sports, and it was perfect all the way up to the end. <clears throat> all right, all right. That was 2010 to 2019. All in uh, yes, we covered that. We we covered 2019 yep, was... in 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 uh, 80 minutes, and we covered the entire decade in in 10. So <laughs> yep, that was uh, your definitive discussion of the decade in anime. Yep. Every single thing worth mentioning that aired this decade was just mentioned. If we didn't mention your show in in that 10 minute conversation, then your show uh, clearly did not deserve to rank. Uh, Ray is locked, rising, made in abyss, Yamato 2199, planet with. <laughs> uh the yes well you can see my full top 10 list on the on the the gloryoblog.com along with a lot of other decade retrospectives we're putting up that's part of why we didn't have a podcast uh, among many other things is we were doing a lot of writing for both still i am we still are on the the both the 2019 coverage and the decade coverage so i guess if we're going to transition to housekeeping here there you go read all that stuff at theglorioblog.com. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I don't know what we're going to be doing for the new season in terms of writing. We'll definitely have podcast stuff. We'll see how all that goes, but you'll hear from us soon on that as well. So busy times. Um, so yeah, check out check us out at theglorioblog.com. Uh, you'd follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, whatever to all to our podcast on the various different feeds: iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Also on YouTube, we are mm-hmm. on there as well. We just uh, finished Legend of the Glorio Heroes. Yes. Will, and so now is the perfect time to start from the beginning. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're, we're running out of podcasts here. But uh, yes, the, <laughs> the, we just wrapped that. Uh, we'll see what happens in the, in the future for that. But uh, the, we also, of course, have Glorio's King of the Kaiju with Chris and Colin is talking about old kaiju movies you can check that out as well and uh i think that that does it we're on to the new decade so thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time
Jenny Cooney.